That's what I'm saying. She's got a lot of people like that that are now permanently disabled, consider themselves permanently disabled because they haven't haven't gotten better in, in a year or now two years. But their but their report says that it was an office visit. Hey, guys, Sean from SGT Report here. I hope you're all doing very, very well. Hey, that was Albert, our friend. Welcome the Eagle. That's his channel on BitChute, Rumble, Telegram, etc. And he was just talking about the excellent vaccine injury resource site, react19.org there. And of course, in this one, we talk about his own website, VAERSAware.com. You see, Albert is doing the work the CDC and the VAERS reporting database refuses to do. And he's doing it all on behalf of humanity for free. Friends, thank you so very much for tuning in. Please spread this info far and wide. Before we start, just a real quick word about our sponsor. You know, it's almost 2023, and if there's anything 2022 taught us, it's that inflation is here. Things are far more expensive now than they were at the beginning of the year. But it's not too late to protect yourself. And despite the fact that there's always a risk of loss and past performance is not indicative of future results, thousands of people have retired comfortably with the help of Noble Gold Investments and their precious metal IRAs. If you're one of the people, like me, who believe gold and silver is an excellent hedge against inflation and total collapse, now's the time to act. Talk to an expert member of Noble Gold's team today. And if you get in before the end of this month, you'll get an incredible free 3-ounce Silver American Virtue coin with every qualified IRA of $20,000 or more. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. So call the team now at 877-646-5347 to find out more or visit noblegoldinvestments.com. The link is below. Hey, friends and patriots. Welcome back. I hope you are all doing very well today. It's Sean from SGT Report with a very important update. Today, my guest is Albert. He's the proprietor of Welcome the Eagle, a real numbers cruncher not like the CDC liars who control theirs. We're going to dig into that and more today. You can find Albert's channel, Welcome the Eagle, on Telegram, BitChute, Rumble, Odyssey, Twitter, etc. Albert, welcome. Oh, thank you for having me, Sean. Glad to be here. Well, it's a pleasure, sir. And we should tell people just real briefly, this is round two. We recorded a call last week and I could not work with the file. It was too big. Something crazy happened. So we are re-recording today and I hope this works because guys albert's information is so critically important albert real briefly you have a background in numbers right you know what you're doing you certainly understand how to lay out spreadsheets and you've been documenting the real death and destruction caused by the vaccine just real briefly your background absolutely so i'm a uh, i'm a 25 year medical biller slash revenue cycle management expert now I've uh, ran billing operations for large uh, laboratories in particular, um, Hunter Laboratories here in um, Campbell, California, and bioreference laboratories out of New Jersey when they bought us, when they bought us out. That's the fourth largest lab in the country. So, you know, the, a billing department of uh, 40 or 50 people is what I use, is what I was uh, monitoring and managing. So, Everything that is um, ICD codes and CPT codes, medical billing, uh, that that's my expertise. And um, I, you know, I gravitate to the um, to the data visualization dashboards out of necessity because uh, we're submitting you know eighteen to twenty three thousand claims a day. Uh, so our inventory is a lot bigger than the than the 
you know, the 2 million uh, VAERS reports that are in the system. So yeah, I'm well within my capabilities here uh, monitoring VAERS. All right. Well, I just wanted people to understand that background about you. This is mm-hmm. your wheelhouse. Now, guys, I want to do a screen share here. And we want to start with current news because these people are never going to stop coming after our children. Here's my latest on BitChute. Guys, you see this right down here? The banks have frozen our money. Please take a moment to read what has happened. BitChute is being targeted by these criminal banks. And if you guys want to help Ray and BitChute survive so that we can continue to have some measure of free speech in this country, please go to the Give, Send, Go. I will leave it below and pitch in five bucks. All right? Because HSBC, one of the chief criminal international banks on planet Earth, going back hundreds of years, these people are so criminal, they have frozen the account of BitChute. And this has been going on now for months. Ray and BitChute cannot get their money out. Now, nearly at the end of 2022, two different banks have our money. HSBC has held it for almost two years. Guys, you can read all about it right here. And they're citing reputational risk. That's why these criminal international banks that, by the way, launder drug money, cartel drug money. That's on the record. They paid fines for it. They're worried about their reputational risk to allow BitChute to have a bank account. It's completely criminal, but friends, you know that to be true, and they're never, ever going to stop coming after our kids. So that's why we need to call these people out. As Elon Musk is calling out Yoel Roth, the former head of Twitter's Trust and Safety. I want to play this clip from our buddy And We Know. Just listen to this. You guys remember Pedogate, Pizzagate, Comet, Ping Pong? You remember the WikiLeaks email drops about Podesta, about Marina Abramovic? about Hillary Clinton sacrificing a chicken to Moloch in the backyard. Listen to this. This guy was just fired by Elon Musk. Yoel Roth, Twitter owner Elon Musk, suggests blame for child exploitation on the platform may rest with Yoel Roth, the former head of Twitter site Integrity and top censor for the social media giant. Roth held the position until he left the company in early November. And it's apparent that he's been up to no good. So that's at 313, Mark. Let's go there real quick just to show you. Yoel Roth was putting out all kinds of information. He said, pizza, as close to happiness as my brain chemistry can allow. The pizza I ate for lunch is quickly becoming inspiration for the pizza I'm going to order for dinner. He also said in 2012, relatedly, I can't wait to put this entire pizza in my face and then not get any work done for the rest of the afternoon. I'll pause it there, guys. It just all ties back. Look, it was the 17th letter of the alphabet that said, follow the bloodlines. It makes me wonder if Yoel Roth is uh, is in any way related to Eli Roth, the director of those hostile series of films. You know, I, probably not. You know, that might be a stretch, Albert. But honestly, I would not be shocked at all. These people will never, ever stop coming after our children. Oh, my God. That's a, that's amazing, Sean. I didn't realize that that clip was back in 2012. <clears throat> he was talking about pizza. You're right. I didn't even notice that. That's before the WikiLeaks yeah. email drops. That's wow. before we knew Podesta and Clinton and Marina were all interested in this subject in using the FBI known pedophilic code words in their emails to discuss nefarious things. Wow. How did he, he how did he know all the code words before the FBI? I told us all the code words. Good job, man. I didn't even notice that. Those are from August 2012. Unbelievable. Oh, and by the way, I should show you this. Of course, Bezos blog, Washington Post. Well, they're going to do a hit piece 
And they're going to blame this all on QAnon. Listen to this. Elon Musk uses QAnon tactic in criticizing former Twitter safety chief. You guys can read this trash for yourself. But of course, the Washington Post, Bezos blog, would cover up for child sex abuse, would cover up for the pedophilia and the pedo porn that was on Twitter that would never get removed by the likes of Yoel Roth. But Elon got rid of it in a couple of weeks. So you tell me where you should be getting your news from. You trust the Washington Post? These people will never stop coming after our children. I'm coming back to you, Albert. Bill Gates, the World Health Organization, and Johns Hopkins just held Plandemic 2, an exercise titled Catastrophic Contagion with a deadlier virus which targets children. I should play a clip from that in a second. Did you hear about that? I did. I did. Uh scary and it's i mean scary in the in the sense that uh i don't believe the the fake this fake uh this fake virus fake scare thing but just that i i uh believe that they're going to attempt to to push that on us next yeah they are they are never going to stop coming after our kids so these people need to be arrested and tried for their crimes we'll play just a little bit of this clip from Plandemic 2, the exercise titled Catastrophic Contagion. Officials in two Latin American countries alerted the WHO of several outbreaks of a new infectious disease that's mysteriously appearing across the region. Severe Epidemic Enterovirus Respiratory Syndrome 2025. Guys, I just wanna be clear here. This was produced by these people. Okay, this is part of their Plandemic 2 exercise, Catastrophic Contagion. They've come up with this fake news and a fake reporter. It's supposed to look legit. And of course, this is what they would expect the Mockingbirds to mirror and to parrot to the population, the global population, if and when this next pandemic is rolled out. Let's watch more. Over the past six weeks alone, there have been 500 confirmed or suspected cases reported. The virus could cause a severe pandemic if early containment and mitigation efforts are not successful. I'm going to pause it there. Did you see that in the lower right? It says this is a fictional scenario. But what are those containment and mitigation efforts, Albert? Locking us down again, mandating masks, mandating mandatory bioweapon vaccines. The pandemic in this type of situation and trend would be a risk for the global health security. Pandemics are inherently political, financial, and so much broader. We have not spoken on the leadership in the country. And I think that we need to be also very careful. We cannot decide a lot of things without the leaders be involved and agree on that. There is no substitute for national leadership. It's important to support the local response or the national response. Training those that are in these areas first, enabling them with the tools, protecting them, and if needs be, regional solidarity first. At this stage, communication is key, and communication should include not just scientists with data, but also social, religious, and political leaders. Trust. This is an essential issue. And trust was broken among countries between populations and healthcare systems, between healthcare systems and governments. Albert, I'm going to pause it there. No truer words have been spoken in their little fake scenario there. Trust, of course, they destroyed trust, the CDC, the FDA. 
Bill Gates, the Gates Foundation, the World Health Organization. There is no more trust unless you're hopelessly brainwashed at this point. So pandemic two, catastrophic contagion. As I've stated several times in this interview so far, Albert, they are never going to stop coming after us and our children. Absolutely. Yeah, Sean, I was just watching my local news here this morning, and they were saying that San Jose State is requiring um, indoor masking again. Uh, You know, like in the cafeteria and the library and and around campus. Which state? San Jose State. Okay, of course. California, right? Yep. They are. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what, that demon spawn, Gavin Newsom. Well, again, the midterms were stolen. So none of these people lost their job. So everybody, if you're a conservative Christian who doesn't believe in taking a bioweapon and you're living in Michigan, you're living in Illinois, you're living in New York State, you got the same demon vipers that are still your governor and they're going to go along with all this, Albert. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's just, you just, you. you just painted, you just painted my perfect picture. I'm a, a conservative Christian, uh, not willing to take the Depop shot. And I'm here in, in Silicon Valley. I mean, I feel, I do feel like a, a fish out of water and there's a bunch of Kool-Aid drinkers around here. Um, I didn't know you live in California. Yeah, I live here in San Jose. Did you know that there is a giant, giant movement in California to secede, to create a new state? I should call that up if I can find it again. It's in one of my tabs here. It's a big deal because yeah, people are fed up. And by the way, uh, when we see these elections get stolen, you always look to a big city. It's like, oh, Washington State, completely red except what? Mm-hmm. Seattle. It's just, yeah, it's rinse and repeat, man. The big cities, you know, that, that's how they steal it. That's how that's how it is here in California, too. There's only I mean, there's a lot of red, a lot of red in California. It's just in the in the metropolises like San Francisco, San Jose, Los Angeles, like that, that's where it's super blue. And I still think there's a lot, lot of red, like, you know, there's probably there might be at least half, but that'll never flush out in the votes because they, you know, because they got they run them through the through the machines. But anyways. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's why we know what's going on in Maricopa County with uh Carrie Lake's lawsuit. This is so, so important, right? Because they continue to steal. And as I've said, Arizona, well, they can't put up, the people of Arizona cannot put up with four more years of somebody as corrupt and Soros-backed as Katie Hobbs. So that's what the people of Arizona are being asked to accept. And God help them if they do. So one more screen share, then I'm going to turn it over to you. As you well know, the FDA knew very well what the effects the effects of the bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine would be. I show this often and I will continue to do so in an effort to try to wake up the sheeple people. Gillian Barr, myocarditis, pericarditis, stroke, anaphylaxis, death, death. So this is what they knew would happen when people took this thing, Albert. And the VAERS reporting database, well, it seems to be throttled to the degree that uh, I think the last time I checked, it was 31, 32,000 dead people that have taken this thing, but it's sort of just stayed there. And I don't believe that for a second as people continue to drop dead all over the world in the middle of sporting events, in the middle of walking their dog, in the middle of their living room, watching TV, otherwise healthy people. And it's being labeled sudden adult death syndrome. So I'm coming back to you, my friend. I'm turning it over to you. Bring us up to speed. All right. Thank you. Well, let me take over. And yes, I actually I absolutely believe that 
Um, Bears uh, does not publish all reports that they receive. And that's what I'm going to uh, demonstrate here. And I'm going to put it onto presentation mode. And just to say, I only have to look as far back as um, the the new claims that they, uh, the new reports that they gave us this week on Friday, just a few days ago. They only gave us about uh, 4,800 new reports. And you can see based on um, by vaccination date of those 4,800 reports, you say, oh, wow, there's there's people in there with vaccination dates back to December of 2021, and even way back here down into February of 2021. That's like at the beginning of the rollout. How are we still getting reports, supposed new reports, where the person is saying that they were vaccinated, either their first, you know, most likely their first dose, uh, some of these could be like their last booster dose. These these vaccines because they you only have the opportunity to put in one vac vaccination date, one jab date. But uh, with with the color code motif for people that are watching this for the first time, which is pretty much everybody, um, you know, the darker the color, the more severe the event. So you're you're wanting to focus in on the dark colors and the red, the blood red especially because that's death. So, um, and then, you know, this is another big problem here, the none of the above, the baby green color. So a lot of these reports don't have the box checked off that the person was in the hospital with cardiac arrest or a stroke, and he doesn't have any of the boxes checked off. So therefore the stroke flushes out as none of the above, AKA not serious, AKA safe and effective to the casual observer. So a stroke is not serious to these people, huh? It won't be in, in the analytics if the box is not checked off. And then, and then the, uh, you know, our, you know, the PhD analysts come in here and, and analyze the metadata. And then they, they're, they're not catching that, um, that there's very serious adverse events in this lowest bucket. So, it, it really is important to have these boxes checked off. And really what I think now, Sean, after two years of, of auditing this uh, day over day, week over week, is that I believe that they actually take unchecked boxes, basically. Uncheck the boxes when it, when it possibly did say hospitalization or life-threatening. They'll take the box, uncheck it, and therefore it doesn't have any boxes checked off. It goes in to none of the above. You know what? I'm going to back you up on that. I bet that's exactly what they're doing because that's what they're doing in our elections. I think it was in Maricopa County on Election Day. Seventy percent of the people that showed up to vote on Election Day were conservatives. Sixteen or 17 percent were liberal Democrats. So how in the world did the Democrats like Katie Soros backed Hobbs? How in the world did she get 50, 51 percent of all votes on Election Day? Because they just check boxes. They do it because they count the votes. They rig the elections and they count the votes, Albert. Same thing here with VAERS, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. You could tell in Hobbs' beady little eyes that that chick is not a, a nice lady. No, pure evil, Very man. Nice. These people are pure evil. And I'll say one more thing, and then I'll shut up about that. They <laughs> are so corrupt that they can still sleep at night 
and they will show up to these jobs in the governor's office knowing that it was stolen, knowing that it's criminal, knowing that she's committing treason against her own nation. That's how evil these people are. It truly is treason, and they love to come after our kids. So when Plandemic 2 rolls out, thanks to Gates, the World Health Organization, Johns Hopkins, etc., these dutiful Soros foot soldiers will do exactly what the World Health Organization tells them to do. Right. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, <clears throat> you know, so so now that people had a chance to digest this color motif and my first my first graph here of saying, at least by vax date, that all these uh, almost 5000 reports that they gave us for this this new week's drop uh, by vax date, this is what it looks like. So this is so this is a little bit concerning right here where you say, wow, these people have been vaxxed, uh, you know, a while ago. As, as far back as December, you know, a year ago to um, to two years ago, all this section here. And the, the second uh, bottom half of this graph is the <clears throat> the timestamp between in days. I call it the lag days between the time that they received the report from the patient or the hospital or the healthcare worker, whoever filed the report. To the, to the time that they published it. And in this case, they did their last, you know, it was Friday, uh, December the 9th, right? So so here, this is this is good. This looks good. Like, wow, they it only took them eight days to uh, publish the claim for when the world could see it, uh, you know, up to 18 days. So they, you typically give themselves up to, um, four to six weeks, at least that's what it says in their guidelines, that they have that amount of time to rigorously vet and authenticate a report to make sure that it's not false and it's not a duplicate and to request additional information when they need it. And uh, so that's the that's the six weeks. That, that, that could be up to six weeks. That's the 42 days. So anything after basically 45 days is kind of considered late, but there's nobody who's going to police them. They don't police themselves. <laughs> But, um, you know, this is what's excruciating right here. This this section here is what I call the throttled reports area, where there's 850 reports out of these almost 5,000 reports that it was held in their possession for at least 332 days, up to 667 days, almost two years before they actually showed the world what that report was. Guys, just a quick break here with a word from our sponsor. Well, 2022 has shown us what might be coming in the future, and it's more inflation and possibly a very, very bad recession. It's time to take action, and despite the fact that any investment can lose money and past performance is no indication of future results, a precious metals IRA using tax-advantaged gold and silver to keep inflation at bay might just be what you need to give yourself protection from financial nightmares. And you'll get a stunning free 3-ounce Silver American Virtue coin when you open up a qualifying IRA account this month. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. So call 877-646-5347 to find out more or just visit noblegoldinvestments.com. The link is directly below. Before they actually showed the world what that report was. Well, let's talk a little bit about that. 
the severity of some of these reports that are published, I don't know about these 850 that maybe were throttled, but the severity of those that have been published are heart-wrenching. Some of them document the suicide of young people. I saw one the other day where I think a 14-year-old boy hung himself after getting this thing. So these are so, so serious. What is the total current tally of deaths, according to VAERS? You and I know it's way higher because they're covering this all up. Uh, oh, yeah. or attempting to, but what is the current total tally of deaths in the U.S. attributed to this thing? It was uh, a little over 15,000 for uh, all domestic deaths. Oh, really? I thought the number was 32,000. Is that global? 32,000 includes the um, the foreign data that gets crosswalked into the American VAR system. Um, and that, um, that comes with a couple of disclaimers, too, in that... Uh, they're coming from from all countries, really. But it, it's there's a question as to like which which foreign reports are they then? Um, and there's a little blurb in the CDC guidelines that says that uh, when when the manufacturer is notified by by a subsidiary of the manufacturer of a of a um, severe and unexpected adverse event then they're, they're obligated and mandated to supposedly crosswalk it into the VAERS system. So, so the serious and unexpected, that's kind of the question, like, hey, why do you not give us all of their, all of the reports that, you know, somebody used a Pfizer jab in Italy and got injured why aren't you giving, why aren't you showing us all of the Italian deaths? Why do you only show us some of them? Well, the other thing too, Albert, is the gaslighting is so off the charts here. They say unexpected injuries or deaths, unexpected events. And yet go back to that FDA slide. They knew yeah. what the side yeah, effects yeah. are. So Absolutely. for them to gaslight us and call this thing safe and effective and that, uh, you know, adverse reactions are rare. It's Absolutely. just absolute gaslighting by people that despise us people Absolutely. that are guilty of genocide well this is well sean i want to show you how at least they're they're throttling these reports and this particular report i pulled out and gave it an honorable mention as one of the most throttled reports uh that they gave us just for this week now this report happens to be in this section right here and particularly it happens to be a death right in here in one of these latest days at 671 days. So it's like right in there. Um, and this is the list here that I'm looking at this report here ending in 770 right here, 2519770. And what you can see is that right away, um, you know, the date died officially doesn't have a date died in it but when you read the actual write-up you can clearly see that it's documented that this patient passed away on february 6 2021 so i technically in my database i plug it in as february 6 2021 but you can see right here the enter date this is this is what i what's also called the receive date or when bears actually receives the report from whoever submitted this report to to bears you see so so right here you can see that this person um died february 6th of last year mind you last year 
but they but they turned it around relatively, you know, uh, in a reasonable amount of time and submitted it to VAERS a few weeks later. And VAERS received it on February 24th of 2021. This is the timestamp that, you know, for the most part, doesn't doesn't lie. But I'll I think that they manipulate this this as well. Um, so then what they do here's the throttling and this is what this column is all about or this 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 um this this sorry this line here 671 days is the world record for um throttled from died date to published date and, and the world didn't get to see this until december 9th you had to add seven days to this med alerts date here but basically at 671 days, what, <clears throat> where, where CDC and bears is on the hook is to say, is this 654 days, which is uh, this second column right here in that you say, what took you so long to authenticate and verify that this claim wasn't a duplicate and wasn't a false report that it took you this long from the time you received it to the time you published it. I mean, come on, that's that's close to two years. Well, you know what? I would bet two years ago, year and a half ago, the compliance of folks showing up to get this bioweapon was far, far higher than it is today. In fact, I think the stats on the boosters is like mm -hmm. only 7% of the population has shown up to get a booster. So maybe the brainwashing is wearing off a little bit. Mm -hmm. And what they're trying to do is even out the injuries and deaths over time. It's a stall yeah. tactic, right? Yeah. To try to massage yeah. the statistics if, and make it look not so damn dangerous. If they would have told us back at this time in February that there was like 10,000 deaths as opposed to, um, you know, a little over a thousand deaths. By this point in time, last year in February, in the beginning of the rollout, they were pro they were telling us about 1500 deaths already which was already sky high what we're used to what we were you know for the last 30 years um of about 100 uh deaths a year for all vaxes combined you know combined that was the number somewhere around 100 150 deaths all together for all vaxes combined and then this covid jab at that moment in time was probably around a thousand between a thousand and fifteen hundred well yeah but this one was in their pipeline somewhere and how many other ones are in their pipeline like this is what i'm talking about the throttling and this is just on this one drop here's 32 claims with this time lag from 671 there was actually one for 693 i did i should have i should have used that one but all the way up to even 347 days from the death date to the published date. That's like, that's pretty unreasonable, you know? So that's the throttling there of the 121 uh, deaths that they gave us this week. And that's why, Sean, they're, they're also throttling the amount of deaths. It's like, why we've been sitting at like 15,000 domestic deaths or 32,000 um total deaths foreign and domestic for a while well that's because they've been giving us about 100 deaths a week 150 deaths maybe a week it's going to take a couple of months to tick up you know to 16,000 deaths or you know like that they're totally throttling <clears throat> i wanted to show you this second 
uh, unique batch of deaths that are also in this drop. This is an additional 27, 27 deaths. And here is the next uh, throttling issue right here. It's right here. Vares would say, hey, we didn't do nothing wrong. Matter of fact, we did a real good job of once we got the report to turn around and publish it to the world. Matter of fact, that only took us 13 days from the receive date to the publish date. I'm looking at this report at the bottom and it only took 13 days from November 26 to December 9th. I had seven days on this one. Um, but however, this is, this is the throttle job right here. Like what took whoever filled out this report? Um, and if you look at the rest of them, mostly it'll say, um, you know, from the hospital died, died at the nursing home, or it's professionally written in the sense that, you know, that this was originated, uh, from the, from the nursing home or the sniff or the palliative care place. And uh, but regardless, somebody what somebody took this amount of time from the person that was already dead. I mean, forget about when he was vaxxed. He was already dead by this time in April of 2021. And it took all this time, 596 days just to get it to bears. So that's what this that's what um, this second middle column is all about. So in this. I took the ones that were, you know, kind of basically unreasonable. You look down the list, like starting from about here at one between 148 and 160, I'm saying that all of these reports took five months from after the patient died to get it to theirs. I mean, what's going on? The hospitals are obligated to file the Rivera, uh, the VAERS report within a reasonable amount of time. I, I don't know that I forget the exact, the exact uh, time frame, but it's like within two or three weeks, they're supposed to file, you know, file the report to VAERS. They can't be sitting on it for a year and a half before they submit the, before they submit the report. Well, so, and by the way, Albert, as you know, most of the injuries caused by this thing are not reported by VAERS. There are a lot of doctors that will not fill out these reports. They refuse to do so. They don't right. want to believe, or maybe they know this thing is a bioweapon hurting people, and they're just taking part in the Depop plan. They're, they're oh. being compensated extremely well for doing so. So uh, VAERS, I think, maybe represents maybe 10% of all injuries. I've heard Dell Bigtree and others say it might only be 1% or 2% of all associated injuries. Yeah, no, absolutely. I lean to the, I lean to the, uh, I mean, I lean to the Dell Big Tree, the the Harvard Pilgrim study that basically says less than uh, less than one percent gets submitted, uh, you know, to theirs. But this is where I make the distinction, Sean. Uh, every time somebody talks about that. We assume that every single report that is submitted to VAERS, VAERS publishes that report. Sure, in that four to six weeks, they um, there must be many duplicates. And I'll give on face value, I'll say whatever false reports that they get in that four to six weeks of making the sausage, they'll say, hey, we're not publishing this. This is a, this is a duplicate or this is a fake report. Um, 
But my my um, my whole premise now is that, hey, I, I really think that these guys, they receive legitimate reports and then they will never publish them. I'm giving you I'm showing you these ones right here. Fifty nine reports, the twenty seven here and the thirty two here. 59 deaths just in this one little drop of 5,000 reports that they took forever, forever to publish, you know, almost, you know, from anywhere from uh, a year to two years. And that's just on this one drop that, I mean, that Sean comes out to, um, I had the numbers here, 59 of 121 deaths that they gave us were severely like late. Um, you know, and and more than half of them, by 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 Vares's doing of keeping it in their possession for like six hundred days, five hundred days, four hundred days before they even publish it. Yeah, it's just completely criminal. And uh, the best example of the criminality involved in this entire bioweapon depop plan is the collusion between the FDA and Pfizer. The FDA wanted to help Pfizer bury the documents for what fifty five years. The data that shows this thing is yeah, a bioweapon, yeah. this mRNA technology, untested, extremely, extremely dangerous. They knew it. The FDA's own slide shows it from October 2020. They right. knew it was a bioweapon. It is a bioweapon. And they are massaging the data to try to keep this thing still out there on the market. And by the way, I'm still hearing, mostly now on radio, but occasionally on TV, I'm still hearing the propaganda in the form of commercials saying, run out and get your Pfizer BioNTech booster. Safe and effective, right. Albert. Safe and effective. <laughs> right, Sean. And and let me tell you this 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 last this last thing of undercoding that they do. I know that this report is pretty busy, but what I did right here on the bottom half is I calibrated just to look at all the reports that had myocarditis and pericarditis, those two uh, symptoms or diagnoses, and. When just using those two diagnoses, I get 23,000, almost 24,000 total reports. But but how can they say, and this comes back to um, boxes not being checked off, in the none of the above, they're telling us that um, about 8,000 or 7,000 reports are basically myocarditis, pericarditis, um, not serious uh, safe and effective, aka safe and effective to the casual observer who's just looking at like, oh, look at how many reports are none of the above. They're not even they don't even rise to the level of an office visit or an emergency visit. And here is that here is that um, spot right here. So this is the undercoding that goes on. This is the part, Sean, like like probably the voting I they possibly uncheck the boxes so that so that these myocarditis aren't landing in the in the um, severe adverse event buckets like emergency or hospitalization. You know, I joke a lot, Albert. You know, I say uh, safe and effective, but sometimes I'll say nutritious and delicious. I mean, they may as well come out with commercials and say, drink this stuff. It's fantastic. Yeah. You know, put it in your milk, put it in your cereal. Yeah. We're going to make this toxic vaccine widely available in uh, oral form i guess they are with what paxlovid or whatever honestly yeah. though just put it in your morning cereal it is so delicious and nutritious right it's insane and Sean, man just, the level of gaslighting just makes me want to it just ugh. yeah and i just wanted to show you my my rendition of my toxic lot um toxic lot lookup 
uh, dashboard. Um, off to the right, I have a I have Craig Carter Cooper's Bad Batch lookup, and God bless him, he's the godfather of the Bad Batch lookup. But um, here's mine. Mine is mine is chapter two. Okay, um, I you know I've tried you know I I've collaborated with with Craig, and I've um, you know we sharpen iron, and you know, he's the godfather, but, but I have to say mine is like a latte to his uh, black cup of coffee. This is a simple V lookup. Mine is a dashboard. Um, and I believe the world deserves the best. So here's my sombrero into the ring and to let your, um, your viewers know when you're in my dashboard, if you click on this picture of Bad Batch, it'll launch you to Craig's. I want you, people should be looking at both of them at the same time, um, you know, to, to verify both, verify each other. But but the additional information that mine has, you have, you can see you have the age categories and gender. You have the location data of where they're coming from. And uh, once you type in your batch, you'll zero in and just get that that batch of statistics. And I don't cut it off. You see, these are three buckets right here: death, disability, life threatening. I give you all the buckets, including hospitalization and the emergencies. You know that 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 this constitutes severe adverse event. This area here, from emergency up to death. It's a brilliant yeah. job you've done, Albert. And uh, is it VerasAware.com? Is that how people find this? Yeah, VerasAware.com is is uh, where where you can go. And uh, you know, my all my bit shoot channels and my videos and audits are welcome to Eagle. But my website is VerasAware.com, where you can find all these dashboards. All right. I buried the lead when I did the introduction. So it's welcome the Eagle on Telegram, BitChute, Rumble, Odyssey, Twitter. But the important payoff here, guys. Alert your family and friends to this site, veresaware.com. And, yeah. you know, when we recorded last week and the file was corrupt, the Zoom file was corrupt, I couldn't even work with it. I joked with you, guys, I joked with uh, Albert, guys, he does this for free. He does this as a labor of love for humanity. And meanwhile, over at the CDC, which is in control of the VAERS reporting database, the average salary is 51000 to 112000 per year. I would imagine it's even higher for whoever the executives are at the CDC. But, uh, you know, oh, yeah. Albert's doing this for free. He should be paid 112000 a year for his work, Albert. <laughs> but, yeah, hey, that's so funny that you say that. And, and God bless you. I mean, that's about, that, that's, that's slightly, slightly more than I was making uh, as a uh, top-notch uh revenue cycle management expert but i was definitely right in that hundred thousand that that i that i refuse to participate in john i don't want to par keep participating even in an ancillary fashion in the billing department saying to myself oh well i'm not the one giving the you know putting the the, the needle in the arm no man i don't even want to participate in the billing department of these slimy places hospitals yeah, and labs yeah, yeah well done well, we live in upside down world. So clearly you're not going to be paid for disseminating honest information. And it's a little bit like the alt news in general. So many of us are out there doing this as a labor of love and we're not getting the CNN, Anderson Cooper, $12 million a year salaries, right? The Mockingbird right. mainstream media gets those salaries. Right. So as we round out the conversation and I will give you the final word, I wanna do one yeah. more screen share because I said this at the beginning of the interview. Sure. 
this is what's coming, friends, because the midterms were stolen. So a lot of these states are going to suffer from pandemic too when Gates, the World Health Organization, Johns Hopkins, whoever they when they roll out pandemic too, you know, Bill Gates, the World Health Organization, mask mandate return. HHS reports wants to encourage or mandate masking to stop COVID. We'll scroll down. That criminal New York governor, Kathy Hochul, is suggesting that kids wear masks again. They will not stop targeting our children. So as I come back to my guest to say our goodbyes and give you, Albert, the final word, I should ask you in the audience a rhetorical question. What should the penalties be for crimes against children? What should the penalties be for crimes against humanity? And what are the penalties for treason? My understanding is death is one of the penalties, just as death is one of the side effects cited in that FDA slide. Albert, I want to thank you so much for what you do. If there's anything we missed, anything else you want to say, you have the floor. Uh, thank you, Sean. No, I just, you know, a shout out to uh, react19.com, all the um, Vax injured people, um, are, are going there and Bree Dressen is doing a great job over there of, um, of getting these people resources, um, not, not uh, just um, money where she can, you know, she's getting donations and she's helping out in that, in that fashion as well, but information. And also Sean, um, this is where I, where I get involved with um, react 19 is that we're finding out that people are going to hers injured saying that they filed reports in VAERS, but they cannot find their report because it has not been published or that it has been published, then it's been deleted and they don't know why it's been deleted. So that kind of uh, rounds, uh, it just comes full circle into the into uh, what I was saying that um, I really think that, that they don't uh, publish all legitimate reports they receive and these people are actually fleshing out at React 19. So there's going to be a lot more information coming out about that. Um, and and uh, that she has all kinds of people in there. And also she has people in there that have filed a report, especially like even she has even one one uh, woman. Her husband passed away. But when she filed the report, he was like in the hospital and his report got filed. And he has since passed away, and she wants to make sure that his VAERS report is updated to reflect that it's he's dead. And, you know, God bless her, but I, I told Bree and you know, the explanation, um, it's, it's not going to happen because they say it five times in the guidelines that only initial reports are made public, even though they can continue to capture follow-up data. So like a lot of her people, they're getting the runaround saying, yeah, we're, we'll update your records and you're, you're, they're updated. And yes, they are internally for the CDC, but not externally for the public. So that's what I mean. So now this begs the question and Bree is doing a good job of, 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 of telling people that is that, Hey, I wonder how many, people of the 1.4 million reports are actually now since dead above and beyond just, you know, they were dead when the report was filed, but now how many people are now since dead that at the time, you know, they were still alive. And uh, that's what I'm saying. She's got a lot of people like that that are now permanently disabled, consider themselves permanently disabled because they haven't, haven't gotten better in, in a year or now two years. 
but their but their report says that it was an office visit and they want their report now to say permanent disability well this is an important site and i didn't know this site existed so again Really wonderful to have you on today. I didn't know that your site was called VaresAware.com. I was aware of you as Welcome the Eagle, of course, on all those other platforms. But guys, I'm going to leave the links below to that BitChute Give, Send, Go. If the criminal banks destroy BitChute, boy, what do we have left? I guess there's Rumble, there's Mines, but we can't stand for this. We cannot stand for criminal banks destroying our ability to communicate as YouTube and Google have done. So I'm going to leave the link below to BitChute's Give, Send, Go. Please pitch in a buck, five bucks, 10 bucks. Veresaware.com, that's Albert's site. And this excellent site that I didn't know about, react19.org. Uh, just one example of the devastation caused by Pfizer. Ernesto's father tells his devastating story. I know this story well. His mm-hmm. son, who he loved more than anything in the world, I guess he didn't really have anybody else. It's just him and his son, right? A single yeah. dad and his, I think a 16-year-old boy, 15-year-old boy, yeah. beautiful boy, yeah, dropped dead while playing soccer at the park with friends after getting the vax. It's just devastating. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. This guy, Albert Borla, these people at Pfizer, the CDC, Fauci, may yeah. they be brought to justice in our lifetime. I mean, we got to hey, see justice here. Hey, Sean, and a special hedge of protection over you and and, and your channel and your family. You, you've, um, you know, you've put in a lot of good work and hard work and, uh, you know, it's it's because the SGT report as well that people are getting some some really quality information and timely. And I mean, you're just, uh, you know, just God bless you and continue to to protect you and watch over you. Thank you, brother. I, God bless you, too. And a hedge of protection over you and your family. And may God watch over all of us. The truth tellers, there's definitely a war being waged against humanity. And say what you want about Elon Musk. The fact that he is speaking out for children and getting rid of pedophilia and kitty porn on Twitter, it really speaks volumes in my book. And uh, yeah, he might be lying about space. He might be part of the military industrial complex. All of that other stuff is true. Neuralink, absolutely true. But anytime anybody with power stands up on behalf of children, well, in my book, that's a real plus. Our guest is Ben Albert. Guys, the website, veresaware.com. Albert, thanks so much for all you do, brother. All righty. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, sir. Guys, again, you can find Welcome the Eagle on Telegram, BitChute, Rumble, Odyssey, and Twitter. And you can find me and my team over at sgtreport.com and thephaser.com, where we hand-select videos that you're not going to find on YouTube, that's for sure. And friends, for real news every single day, visit us directly at sgtreport.com, the antidote to corporate propaganda in Mockingbird mainstream media lies. God bless you and yours, friends. Bye-bye. Incubation to completion is exactly six hours. The visions are identical for all the infected, and the location of the aneurysm is the same for every single deceased. Is that what I think it is? It's a nanovirus. One manufactured to kill humans.